0: Welcome to the Michigan Medicine News Break, your daily destination for news and stories about the future of healthcare. Today, how to keep COVID-19 from invading your pod and how to keep safe if it does. For many Americans, life in the time of COVID-19 means forming pods, small groups of people who agree to share childcare and education responsibilities or to study or socialize together. Whether it's a preschool play group, a few elementary school children doing online learning, a small bunch of teens allowed to hang out together, a college dorm crew or a team of adults who gather occasionally many people have joined pods pods sometimes called bubbles or quarantines aren't officially recommended by public health officials and people who have a high risk of getting seriously ill or dying from COVID-19 because of their age or health should avoid pods but many see it as a middle way to stay safe healthy socially supported and sane amid a raging pandemic. Being in a pod is like being in a little rowboat together and trying to stay dry, says Pariti Malini, an infectious disease physician at Michigan Medicine and chief health officer of the University of Michigan community. If someone from the boat jumps into the water and then tries to climb back on board, the boat could tip or they could get their fellow passengers wet. Taking on too many passengers could make the boat sink. So how can pod people keep their risk low with the coronavirus cases rapidly rising throughout the United States and the weather forcing many people indoors where the virus can easily spread? First, make sure all pod members agree on the basic scientific facts about the coronavirus. Like, the coronavirus is more dangerous than the flu or many other viruses. It's killed hundreds of thousands of Americans and made millions more sick, including long-term symptoms. It spreads easily through the air, especially indoors, but can also linger on surfaces. Wearing a mask over the mouth and nose can reduce the chance of catching or transmitting it. Protecting your eyes can reduce the chance even more. People who catch the coronavirus can go for days without knowing they have it, even while they're spreading it to others. The most contagious days are two to three days before symptoms start, three to five days after, but can also last up to 10 days after symptoms first appear. The highest risk of catching it comes from being within six feet of a contagious person for 15 minutes or more, especially indoors without masks. Symptoms can develop up to two weeks after being exposed to a contagious person, which include fever, fatigue, dry cough, shortness of breath, diarrhea, loss of sense of smell or taste, headache, other aches, or sore throat. Children and teens can catch and spread it, not just adults. Most young people have lower risk of getting seriously ill or dying from it, but they can spread the virus to people whose age or health issues make them much more likely to end up in the hospital or dead. To keep your pod as safe as possible, make sure to follow these safety tips. Number one, keep your pod small and agree upfront exactly who is in the pod. Pledge to be truthful with one another and swear to follow public health guidance. Even if you think of the pod as being the children, teens, or adults who want to be together for learning or socializing, it actually includes everyone who lives with the pod member, too. That's because the virus can easily spread in households or group living quarters. Agreeing to be in a pod and to let your children or yourself enter other pod homes without masks means you're taking on the COVID risk of everyone in the pod. So you should all agree that you'll tell everyone in the pod if you or someone you live with feels sick Everyone should be ready to admit when they've slipped up and went somewhere people weren't wearing masks And people who aren't working from home should commit to notifying the pod If they find out that someone at work has the virus or might have it Any brush with the virus you should tell your pod mates about Remember, your pod is only as good as its weakest link Number two, get a flu shot. The last thing you need this fall and winter is a false alarm when someone comes down with a fever, aches, cough, or general blah feeling, and you don't know if it's the flu or COVID-19. Though it doesn't prevent all cases of the flu, it can prevent you from getting as sick as you would have otherwise. Number three, find ways to be together outside or to reduce indoor risk. Even if everyone in the pod is working hard to stay safe, the virus can find its way in. And if you're indoors, you're at a high risk of catching it. If the weather allows, spend as little pod time indoors as possible. When you have to be indoors, keep the ventilation system running and don't get too close to one another. Number four, when you venture out of your pod, play it safe. Every time you go into the non-pod world, you and your fellow pod members increase the risk that you could bring the virus back to your pod mates. So focus on minimizing trips to indoor locations and prioritizing ones you need to make most. Even if your state, county, city, or town doesn't have a mask requirement, everyone in the pod should agree they will always wear a mask over their mouth and nose when they're in public or near other people who aren't in the pod. This is especially true for indoor spaces like offices, stores, churches, and temples, schools, Salons and theaters, or when in places where people breathe harder like playing sports, singing, or a gym. Avoid large gatherings and events if you wear a mask. And when you want to see non-pod people that you know, stay outdoors at a distance, alone, or in small groups. Your pod may want to decide in advance if you are comfortable with pod members doing indoor activities that require mask removal, such as dining inside a restaurant. Of course, seeking necessary medical or dental care where masks have to come off is acceptable because medical and dental professionals take extra steps to take care of patients. But what do you do if your pod has a brush with the coronavirus? If a pod member has symptoms, the entire pod needs to stop getting together immediately. The person with COVID 19 symptoms should get tested immediately, preferably with a nasal swab virus DNA test, and should share their test results with the rest of the pod as soon as they find out. They should consult with their healthcare provider about how to monitor and treat their symptoms and whether they should get a quick test that might be less reliable. While they wait for their viral DNA test results for COVID 19, which can take several days, the person with symptoms should stay alone in a closed room in their home. Have food delivered to their closed door and not share a bathroom with others in the home if at all possible. If they live alone, they should keep in touch with other pod members for emergency help. The rest of the people they live with should quarantine, which means staying home except for going to medical appointments or into their yard, patio or balcony for fresh air. Even if the person who has the symptoms hasn't interacted with other pod members, the people they live with have. So the rest of the pod is at risk, and everyone in the pod should stay apart until the test results are known. If the test results come back negative, the person with covid 19 system should stay away until they feel well. They may have another contagious disease like the flu. The other people in their household may also want to wait a few days to see if they caught the illness before gathering with others in the pod. The rest of the pod can decide if they want to gather again or wait a few more days. If the symptomatic person's test comes back positive for COVID-19, they should isolate for at least 10 days or longer if they still have a fever or other symptoms. Everyone they live with should get tested and should stay in quarantine for 14 days. If they develop symptoms, they should isolate for 10 days or longer after their own symptoms start. The other households in the pod should stay apart from one another and all pods should stay home as much as possible. People in the other households who had direct contact with COVID positive person should also get tested. And what do you do if a pod member finds out they've been exposed to a person outside the pod who has COVID-19 or has symptoms is waiting for test results? To be safe, the pod member who has had the potential exposure should stay home for 14 days, even if they don't get sick during that time. The people they live with should stay away from other pod members. The exposed person should get testing around five days after the last time they were with the person who had a known or suspected case of COVID-19. Even after they get their test results, they should continue to quarantine until the end of the 14 days after the last known exposure. If a contact tracer from the local health department contacts the exposed person, it's important to answer their call or text and follow their advice. If the exposed pod member has a negative 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 test and doesn't develop symptoms within 14 days, they can rejoin the pod in person and so can the people they live with. The rest of the pod could decide to start gathering sooner than this though. And what do you do if someone in the pod slips and goes somewhere where people aren't wearing masks, especially if they were close together and indoors? Depending how common COVID-19 cases are in your area, the risk of catching it will vary, but the risk is highest in crowded, unmasked, indoor gatherings. If the pod member went to one of these, they and the people they live with should stay away for 14 days. With the holidays coming up, have a pod discussion about travel, and large family gatherings that may include people who aren't taking the same precautions you are. If you decide to go indoor celebrations without masks or travel to an area with high COVID-19 activity, this means you will need to stay away from your podmates for 14 days afterward to make sure you don't bring COVID-19 to them. If any of this does happen, it's important to help podmates who have to isolate or quarantine at home. If you give a podmate a ride to get tested or get medical care because they live alone, are a single parent, or their partner needs to stay with the children, keep masks on and car windows open. Offer to go grocery shopping for podmates in households that have people in isolation and are in quarantine. You can also offer to pick up items from the pharmacy or carry out orders from restaurants. If they live alone and they're in isolation because they have COVID-19 symptoms, a positive test, or they're waiting for test results, they may need help with walking pets or handling yard work or snow shoveling. Even when pod members have to stay apart, keep up your pod's social support virtually. That can be by group text, video chats, or phone calls. Being stuck at home because you're sick, worried about getting sick, or living with someone who's sick is no fun. Help them make the best of it. Who knows, it may be their turn to support you next. And one last thing, be understanding and kind. Choosing to be in a pod is not for everyone, so if you were approached about being in one, you don't have to say yes. And if someone turns down your offer, don't press them. It's all right to leave a pod if you find out they don't agree with the risk tolerance of your pod mates. You can still be friends, just make sure to connect virtually or outdoors from a distance with masks on. If someone decides to leave your pod, accept their decision without questioning it or trying to convince them to stay. But before they go, you could ask whether there are specific steps that might make them decide to stay so you can enjoy continuing socialization and support from them. For more stories like this one, visit www.ufmhealth.org slash health or search for the Michigan Medicine Newsbreak wherever you listen to podcasts.